Hello, I'm Matthew Kidman. And I'm Ali Selby. And today we have 15 investors putting their necks on the line to pitch their number one stock for the year ahead. Romano, let's get into the dangerous part of the game, stock picking and picking one stock for 2023. Look, it's an unusual one because it's up 140% in the past two years, but Mineral Resources, MIN, we think has a lot of upside still to come from here. It's a top five lithium producer globally, but they're moving into hydroxide. And we think over the next two years, they'll increase that by a factor of about 10, and that's the high margin product, of course. Um, they're also a top five iron ore producer, and they're bringing on a 35 million tonne per annum production at 40 bucks FOB, which is profitable through the cycle. They're the largest contract mining services company in the world today. And with work they've won recently, they'll double their EBITDA to about 1.2 billion over the next two years. Uh, and finally, um, they are the largest landholder in the Perth uh, gas basin. And this is a really exciting basin. It's just starting to get a lot of media attention, a lot of takeover um, activity in the last sort of two weeks there. They've, they have got first move advantage there. Best management team, we think, corporately in Australia. We've been tracking for 16 years. So yes, it's had a big run, but the next two years look pretty exciting. Sounds like a show bag with something for everybody. Indeed. Yeah, so for us, we've spent a lot of time looking at the energy transition. What was a sort of a dilemma, uh, I, how do we decarbonise with lower costs, turned into a trilemma effectively, you know, like it got 50% worse. It's like, how do we decarbonise? How do we lower cost? And how do we make sure we've got energy security uh, because of what happened in Ukraine? And so when we think about that, you know, that basically led us to the company we want to talk about today, which is Constellation Energy. Uh, Constellation Energy is a nuclear energy provider in the US. And we just think these are sort of orphan assets that are going to become really attractive again. Um, why? Because you have to keep them open. The Germans discovered that. Uh, two, you have to extend their lives. Uh, three, they're the largest source of renewable power in the world today, which means not only do they create renewable power, but they can create like renewable hydrogen or green hydrogen. They're very cheap. You know, these assets are very cheap today. Constellation's a new spin-out out of Exelon. It's only been listed for about a year. And yeah, it's one of the biggest positions in our fund and we really like it over the next 12 months. The best performing stock for 2023, in my view, is going to be Ramsey. We're a big, big believer in this premium asset um, uh, that, that it holds. Uh, it's, uh, its share price being very depressed because of earnings that's being impacted by COVID. One of the very few companies that's still yet to recover to the pre-COVID level. Uh, we know the waiting list is very long in the public hospital, uh, and that generally just translates straight into the private hospital uh, sort of volume, and it is already on the way up. This company will double its earnings um, and grow phenomenally just recovering from the COVID and then on top of that there's a huge backlog they need to work through which will take years. Clearly the private equity bid um, sort of stuff up the valuation somewhat um, but now it's um, it's back below the pre-private um, equity bid value and to me this is a really good stock to hold uh, particularly in a slowing economic environment because earnings are going to grow, grow regardless of the economic outlook. I can give you a big one or a small one. I'll give you a small one. We have a member who is, we call the $12 million man, who turned an $889,000 uh, into $12 million in one stock. Uh, he has now grown that to $36 million. The name of the game is find a stock, buy millions of it, and then tell everyone else about it. So <laughs> I will tell you, his stock uh, for next year, it's called Latin Resources. It's a 250 million market cap. It's lithium, and I don't know anything about the fundamentals other than don't rely on them.
So it's uh, the largest aged care provider in Australia. It's called Estia Health, the tick is EHE. So the aged care sector has been one of the most decimated sectors uh, through COVID. And prior to that, it was actually through the Royal Commission. Now that you've had a change in government to Labor, the regulatory model is actually changing for the first time in a decade. And this should actually allow the sector and obviously Estia to see uh, increasing margins over time, over the medium term. So as I said before, the, the company's recovering from COVID, which is positive. And also a number of the smaller operators in the industry are actually struggling with the compliance burden. So we actually see a very positive environment for acquisitions for SCR over the next few years. Now, if you look at the current share price, it's trading at a, a share price around $2 a share. That's uh, effectively what the property value for the company is right now. So you're getting the operating business for free. So we actually think this business can double over the next two to three years. Yeah, look, my stock picks Retail Food Group. Uh, it's a small cap food and beverage company. Uh, it's had a bit of a checkered past under previous management, but it, it operates a number of key brands, Donut King, Crust Pizza, uh, Gloria Jeans, it trades on a very cheap valuation of around seven times PE. And the reason for that is there's an overhang of an ACCC investigation, which is due to actions of previous management uh, that's been weighing on the stock. I think we'll get a resolution to this sometime in the next six to 12 months. And, and when that happens, I think the stock can move significantly higher. Uh, so my valuation is around 11 to 12 cents. Um, and I think, you know, we just need to see that investigation uh, be resolved and we can see that move forward. Well, I'm gonna go with the one that we've just added. It's not without risk and that would be Domino's. Uh, we haven't been in that stock for a long period of time, uh, but what gives us confidence? They've fixed the balance sheet with their equity raise. They're still sticking to their 8 to 12% store rollout target. And in terms of the cost inflation that's really impacted their cost of goods serve, you've seen in January 22 a huge impact, July 22, and now we'll get another small impact, I think, again in January. So the first half of 23 will be um, a tough result in February. Um, but from there, we think there's the bottom. And from then we think they'll be able to grow and grow quite strongly. So we're backing Domino's. Okay, it has quite a big short interest, Domino's. Yeah. What do you think they're getting wrong? Well, they were worried about the balance sheet, which they're fixed in terms of the equity. And clearly the earnings going into this first half result, you know, short is obviously look short term. Uh, we always look three to five years out when we're looking at a story. And for us, we can see that there will be a growth story with Domino's. At Yarra, we're always happy to take a contrarian position if we can find high quality companies that are out of favour. One that's a standout to us at the moment is Reliance Worldwide, the ticker is RWC. And look, they're a leader in the plumbing parts business. It's got a degree of cyclicality, it's exposed to the US economy, and there are pretty despondent expectations around that company. In fact, the stock's gone from over $6 a share to around $3 a share, and the sell-off has been stark. And a lot of people are concerned that there's gonna be a slump in US housing and they'll be dragged down with it. And we think those concerns are largely misplaced. Most of what Reliance does is sell small plumbing parts for essential repairs. We don't think it's particularly discretionary. This company's had a 20-year track record of growing. It is a market leader. Margins last year were under pressure because copper and plastic and other input costs went up. They've now repriced their product suite and we think they're well placed into 23. Well, I'm going to go back to the world and go back to a small company because they have been pounded in 2022. The big guys have held in there and not done so badly. So I'm going to go back to a little company called Generation Development, GDG. It's a fund manager of sorts. It sells an interesting product called a light bond, which is a competition to superannuation, much smaller, but it's a tax effective product. And they're, they're dominating that market out of Melbourne. And they've also launched an annuity product and they also have as shareholding in ratings agency Lonsec, which is doing really well. 
Grant Hackett, the former swimmer, is the CEO, very driven, and I think it hasn't performed this year, but not through operational issues. Small, illiquid, forgotten, so I think it can rebound. Nick, tell me a little bit about your highest convictions topic for the year ahead. Why are you so excited about that stock? We really like Hanson Technologies. It's got a market cap of about $1 billion. It's got a really strong market position. It's got high barriers to entry. It's founder-led. The CEO and founder own 17% of the company, which we think is very, very appealing and aligns with investors. Um, it's got attractively valued. It's got a good balance sheet. They've recently moved their chief financial officer to Europe to pursue a pipeline of acquisitions, which we would expect them to deploy some of their balance sheet capacity in 23 to complement an already strong organic growth pipeline with some acquired growth. So we're quite excited about that position and we think the outlook is very strong for 2023 for Hanson. My stock pick is Mercado Libre. Mercado Libre is the biggest e-commerce company in Latin America. It has over 80 million users. And the reason that I like it is because it's in a very strong earnings upgrade cycle. So you asked about macro before. Brazil is actually ahead of the rest of the world in terms of macro. They have raised interest rates 13 times, over 1,000% since the bottom. But now they're starting to be on hold and actually starting to cut interest rates expected for next year. And unemployment has peaked, inflation has peaked. If you think about what's going to happen to the US and Europe, um, you know, in the next 18 months, Brazil is already there. So some of the companies in Latin America are already in that really strong earnings upgrade cycle, and you've seen that with Mercado Libre. I also really like it because it's an ecosystem stock. So they have Mercado Libre, which is the e-commerce part. They have Mercado Pago, which is payments, and Mercado Credito, which is their fintech part. And so once you're in that Mercado Libre ecosystem, it's very easy to keep those customers and to cross-sell them uh, different products. Also, the stock halved last year, so the valuation is much more attractive than it used to be. So for those three reasons, Mercado Libre, the ticker is Melly US. That's my top pick for 2023. The sector that we like the most at the moment is, is the energy space. We've liked it for quite some time. I think it, it offers some promise going forward for the next couple of years. Specifically, one of the companies that we own quite a bit of is MMA Offshore. They've got their foot in both the old camp, they, they service and they provide services to offshore oil and gas, but they've also got about 20% of their revenues now coming from wind farms. So that's a space that we really like. Um, we think that they're trading at a sub substantial discount to what we think they're worth. We tend to think they're probably worth about $1.50, which is a little bit less than two times their NTA. They're currently trading at about 75% of their net tangible assets. And that's a real NTA, unlike a lot of companies that make promises but don't deliver when it comes time to sell. So MMA Offshore is probably our favorite pick at the moment. It's ZTO Express. I think this is one of the most exciting opportunities I've seen in years. The leading parcel delivery company in China. Uh, very fast growing, obviously, because of e-commerce. Lots of price competition. Uh, the competitors are all losing money. That price competition is receding. So they're now not only getting volumes, taking market share, they're getting a little bit of price. Profits are up 70 to 80% 80, 80 the last few quarters. And right at the moment, you can buy this on around 15 times next year's earnings. So the company I'm talking about is a company called LGI. It's not a big company. It IPO'd in October, just a couple of months ago. Um, it was, it's a founder-led business, um, but the founders didn't sell into the IPO, which is a good sign. What basically, just to, to describe the company, I, I mean, Australia's just signed on the national, uh, so on a methane pledge to reduce methane emissions. The third largest emitter of methane is landfill gas. LGI provides a solution to municipalities to, for landfill gas. It either flares the methane or it, it turns into electricity and sells it back, renewable energy back into the grid. So for, for me, this is a, a really interesting play. It generates this revenue through electricity, but also ACUs, which are carbon credits, or LCGs, which are again carbon credits. So we see this as, a, as one of the best exposures 
to inflating carbon credit price over the next sort of 12 to uh, 24 months. And the Australian carbon price is about 30 bucks a tonne. In the EU, the equivalent is about 130. We're not saying it's going to go there in the next couple of years, but if it were to go up there, that would increase profits by fourfold. So I'm going to go to aristocrat leisure. Um, I thought we've owned this business for nearly a decade now, and I thought they posted an outstanding result in November, 25% earnings growth. They're really riding the resurgence of the opening of the US in-premise gaming market. Um, it did slightly come at the expense of the digital business, which has become a nice balancer for them over the last couple of years. But, you know, looking forward, 13, 14% consensus growth coming year, um, half a billion dollars in net cash on the balance sheet. And I think M&A could be a catalyst this year because they've some areas they're looking, been iron off, and we've seen a crunch in valuations in a lot of these players. So hopefully they can put that money to work this year. Um, you know, 20% ROE, great management team. US gaming is very resilient in economic downturns, so I like that. Um, and you're paying 19 times for the business. So that's kind of the sweet spot, I think, that the market's looking for at the moment.